0: Greetings and welcome to Qualified Nonsense. Here at Qualified Nonsense, we tackle the tough questions that you send in with our sage and sound advice Fortnite or Duke Nukem? Pinball or Pac Man? And finally, Mario or Mario? Stick around to find out our thoughts on these questions and more. My name's Jake. My name's Brandon.
1: And I go by Matt. And this is Qualified
0: Nonsense.
2: Qualified Nonsense was created by childhood best friends that didn't want to lose their long-lasting friendship, so we decided to create a podcast doing what we do best, giving you our quote-unquote professional advice on real-world problems and curiosities. In all reality, we hope to connect with you, the listener, and deepen our friendship all around. So let's get to it.
1: Welcome to another episode of Qualified Nonsense. We want to open things up by letting you get to know us a little better by sharing one or two good things we've consumed recently. Jake, what did
0: you enjoy this past week? I don't know that it was actually consumed, but what I've been doing the past week is sharpening my own knives. Uh mm-hmm. I should say kitchen knives. I'm not I'm not just like a a weirdo in the garage sharpening all my throwing knives or something like that. But um <laughs> I don't have throwing knives. Not that it's a weird. I just want to be ready. I, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> come and, come and take them. you uh, ready to
2: set up your uh, your booth at the farmers market?
0: Exactly. No, I yeah, so I've been using a whetstone to sharpen my um kitchen knives, and I've only done a couple so far, but it's very therapeutic and fun, and um, I used I did it on my like cheaper like everyday kitchen knife um so I was able to fuck it up a couple of times, but uh, it was a lot of fun and now and now it cuts like a dream, and you don't realize how dull your kitchen knives get until you sharpen one of them or get a new knife and go, Oh my gosh, I need to sharpen everything.
2: Did you get one of those spacers so you can figure out what bevel, like what, what degree to hold the bevel at? No. Or are you just winging it?
0: I'm just winging it right now. Although I did see, I I went onto the YouTubes and looked at some different techniques and one of the techniques I saw, which was pretty clever was using a, a Sharpie or a permanent marker along the edge. And then grinding it so that you get an even line, more or less, That like you grind away the marker. And then you can use something like uh nail polish remover to take off the line after the fact. But then you can sort of see your progress. Whereas, you know, when you're doing it with just on, on just on the steel, it's a little more difficult to see what, you, what you're doing, where you're going with yeah. it. But I, yeah, I've had a lot of fun. And it like, you know, it takes time and it takes it's like repetitive and um and tactile, and I, you know, honestly, like, I do a lot on the computer, and it was nice to do something that was, like, physical, physically It was a pretty fun skill tactile. to, uh, challenging. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, the that's a thing, like, I think I got pretty lucky on my first one, um, and it, and it cut really nicely through paper, it, like, do, do, doing, like, the, the fun paper test to, like, slowly drag a knife through, like, a sheet of paper, um, and that was fun. But uh but the second one I I goofed a little bit, so it's fun to know that I have room to grow as a sharpener and and I look forward to doing so.
2: Nice. Yeah.
0: How about you, Brandon? an uh, episode
1: or two ago, I mentioned that I read the book Post Office by Charles Bukowski. I read another book by him called Women. Uh that I really enjoyed it's um basically it's like a semi-autobiographical book about um uh takes place he's a little older and more successful as a writer and poet and um it's just about women that he meets and drift in and out of his life and it's um not a book for the faint-hearted does get pretty dirty often so but it it but it, it was a good read i enjoyed it nice it's like a classier 50 shades of gray i don't know if i'd say classier it, it's probably smuttier than that but
0: <laughs> um have you guys read 50 shades of gray
1: no uh no
0: <laughs> I think i know Not about everybody. all i need to know about it i mean i just remember when people when, when it was out in new york city in... and <clears throat> People were reading it on the train, and you could tell them from a mile off who was reading it <laughs> on the train because they kept like blushing and like looking from side to side as they were reading whatever, whatever, you know, book they were reading. What's Getting the brand new misty?
1: Uh, it's called Women by Charles
0: Bukowski. Bukowski, got it. I Do too like
2: women.
1: Hmm,
0: tell <laughs> me
2: more. I have to check out this book. Of this, whoa, oh, man. <laughs> Matthew Um This last week we uh I bought a boat with my business partner. So that's been fun. Got it uh got it slipped Wait, this outside last week of our you own. bought it?
0: This
2: week before last. Yeah, week before last.
0: Oh, I thought you had it for longer than that. That's cool. No.
2: It's very very new. Um it's a 2023 Premier Ooh. Sensation um pontoon boat. With an upper deck, you get give it the little upper decker.
0: Upper decker, um, nice. I'm into it. <laughs>
2: it's it's pretty fun. You know, I, I grew up around boats, never owned, well, we owned like a little, little, little boat when we were growing up, but uh, it's 27 feet and it's fun. Um,
0: yeah. Wait, that's a tank.
2: It's big. It's a big how pontoon. Do you,
0: how little.
2: do you haul it? It slipped outside of our office. So it's permanently parked on the water.
0: Oh.
2: Yeah. But my business partner has he has a big old truck that we can we pull it with. Should nice. we want to take it somewhere. But yeah, it's in a marina right out right outside the office, so you're done with work, you can walk outside and take it for a cruise.
0: Nice. Is it yeah. docked in a nice enough place that you can just go out and sit on sit on it and enjoy yourself or is the dock is the marina like just busy?
2: No. No, there's um there's a 50 something spots there. So, I mean, it's, and honestly, when we got it parked, we, uh, we thought we had purchased a relatively large boat and there are, <laughs> we are one of the smallest boats. Oh, actually no. there. Yeah, So and you immediately got like boat envy from you going like, down. You like
0: bit. wide legs strut down there being like, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big hotshot. And you're like, Oh no, it's like the mm-hmm.
2: smallest one there. <laughs> um, but either either way we're we're happy with it it's fun to us and uh yeah which means i i had to take my boater's exam and i got that all squared away which
1: you need to take an exam
2: for for it it. yep you have to get your you have to get your boater's certification much like your motorcycles endorsement
0: really like be able to read read the the signs and do you have to like read charts too and stuff
2: not charts uh more like buoys honestly 90 percent of the exam at the end was all about sailboats and like how they pretty much have the right away of everything which is kind of obnoxious but
0: do they that's interesting yeah did you have to learn a bunch of different knots and show them
2: (laughs) no it's i mean it's an (laughs) online course
0: so under 60 seconds (laughs) to
1: go sheep shank clover like (laughs) you have to
2: (laughs) it's uh i mean it's something that i didn't necessarily see in my future right now at least but here we are and i'm very uh very honored to have to have what we have so
0: can i ask a pretty serious question about that yeah what what was your what was your percentage
2: my percentage
0: Of, of of the test that you got right Oh, you have to get
2: you have to get at least an eighty percent, but I got ninety percent.
0: Let's go ninety percent. I feel confident that you are going to boat us to safety.
2: I mean, (laughs) if I'm being honest, I was taking the test on one computer and googling on the second computer what. Okay,
0: that makes me feel (laughs) a lot less safe. (laughs)
1: Hmm.
0: I mean,
2: some of you retained any of the information. (laughs) Well, it's it's stuff that like when you're on the water, like. If you're coming up on an emergency, it's like, oh, God, that boat honked at me five times. Now what I do? Oh, I stayed and maintained the course and go port side. It's like, okay, I see that there's a boat coming at me. If I go this way and they go that way, it's probably fine. You know, it's just that kind of stuff.
0: Well, and it's for the most part, like if you're in the channel. Like if you like it, isn't it? I always remember Red Right Return for when you're when people are returning from the ocean. So like. Or I think that's it. Actually, now that I said that out loud, I'm not confident. But see, maybe you should take um, the course. Yeah, well, I don't <laughs> have a pontoon boat, Matthew. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Ooh, I like that mentality. How, uh, Yet.
1: How fast can you go in a pontoon boat? So the gauge says that it can go up to 50. However, oh, we've only gotten everything. it up to 20.
2: And because Is that so knots because
1: or miles per hour. Miles it's, per it's, hour.
2: <laughs> miles miles per hour. It has it has one engine on the back, one Yamaha 250 on the back. Now there are some pontoon boats that I just I just saw this video on Instagram of this pontoon boat going 97 miles an hour, which was just no, bananas.
0: No, you you shouldn't take the, no no. Okay. It
2: was bananas. Um, so I don't know. It 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 goes for what it like. You could you can go a decent, but like I would say I would say 25 miles an hour is probably it's what you should do because it's it's a it's not a v-hole boat right it's like a floating barge a v-hole like a ski Mm -hmm. boat it like it can maneuver if you turn the wheel it maneuvers on a dime right but this is like it's a floating barge so it's kind of like uh it moves but eh, it's more so for cruising
0: have you taken it's it's built for comfort not for speed
1: (laughs) what have you taken the girls out on it
2: yeah yeah we went out on saturday
0: And they loved it. I bet. Uh, In case anyone's wondering, I I was wondering when we talked about knots versus miles per hour. It's 0.868 or 0.869 rounded knots per one mile an hour. So they are equivalent.
2: They're close enough.
0: Well,
1: um, also the day this episode posts, uh, Matt, Will be a birthday boy. Hey!
0: Oh. Happy, birthday oh, yeah. happy birthday to you.
1: Happy birthday to you. Happy
0: birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. You can't tell. You're listening, but we're dancing. This is on a looper. Or... Yeah. It just keeps no. going. Can we shut it down or what's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who
2: sings who sings that?
1: Uh that's Stevie Wonder. Oh, so happy like birthday. Uh oh. happy
0: birthday indeed. Thank,
1: thank you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. The big
0: well, let's go four seven. All right. <laughs> Did you say four seven? Yeah.
2: <laughs> we'll see. Maybe one day. Well, I guess
1: I guess depending on when you listen to this, that could be accurate. So
2: <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely gonna have that kind of longevity. <laughs> Welcome to our I can nine thousandth episode.
1: Oh Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, we were all born in 1998, and uh, 1990 late. We're we're really young.
0: young had Mark, all of our hair, hip, <laughs> so much hair, <laughs> full heads of hair, just like just like a lot thick of thick
2: manes, <laughs> luscious locks. We're talking about our peeps, well, right?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> locks of <yeah>. love, locks <laughs> of. Love. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, Alrighty. <laughs> anyway, on that note, let's take a short little break, and we'll be back with listener questions.
0: Wake up, hey, wake up! It's our summer parking lot sale. Where free is a very good price. Free mini brunch. Free Tom Peterson haircut. Free gift with every purchase. That's our famous seven-piece living room group for only $4.98, plus a free 6x9 area ride. Join us this weekend. Have a chip. Take a sip. Sit right down and have a clip. Now that's Tom Peterson. And Glorious Sue.
1: And welcome back. If you'd like your question, comment, or favorite Wikipedia entry read on the show, drop us a line at qualifiednonsense at gmail.com or write to us on our socials. Our first question comes to us from Richard. Richard writes, Hello, I've been feeling burnt out at work for a while now and am considering a change and wanted to know your thoughts. My friends and family all love my cooking and always say I should open a restaurant. My specialties are anything cooked on a grill, and then in parentheses, steaks, burgers, veggies, etc., and desserts. I love the idea of opening my own business and being my own boss, but researching restaurant ownership is a little discouraging. Matt has mentioned being in the craft beer industry, which I imagine is adjacent to the restaurant industry. So what are your thoughts? I live in a small suburb of Augusta, Georgia, in a town of about 6,000 people, and we do get some runoff tourism from the Masters Tournament. So given that, talk me into or out of opening a restaurant.
0: Um, I mean, I think your investigations are right. I mean, back me up, Matt, because I think you've got, um, and actually both of you have worked in the alcohol industry, which I do think is adjacent to this, but I, I, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know what the, the actual statistic is, but it's not good for, for restaurant ownership.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, statistical average of closing is under five years. Um, I mean, there's a reason why you'll go to a brewery and, They either do wood-fired pizza or nothing at all. And that's because the margins on pizza are one of the highest menu items that you can have in the restaurant industry. So if you're talking about steaks, burgers, veggies, etc., you know, that's usually asking a higher price point. Pretty high overhead. Yeah, Yeah. and in a town of 6,000 people, um, how many of them are going to be going to a steak restaurant enough to keep your lights on not really sure the one thing i will say though is um, if you like the idea of opening a restaurant maybe think about opening a tap room with a small kitchen Mm -hmm. that has liquor because liquor has the highest um, margins on drinks outside of
0: you know over craft beer or anything yeah, it's else. perfect perfectly reasonable to have like a 300 percent markup on alcohol for like or re- you know not, not retail but like um yeah in a bar like setting i'm sorry braden oh yeah you you
1: could really focus your menu and open a food truck and then that doesn't have as big of a i was gonna say that also i, I know this
0: guy I, I know this guy in in durham here um who had a successful food truck i mean granted i think he you know i think it also takes a level of luck and a lot of level of determination to make a successful business in a food truck but but i do sort of fancy that idea better than a brick brick and mortar uh, restaurant
1: also if you're feeling burnt out at work now i mean you're probably going to be working you know 100 hour weeks (laughs) running your own restaurant or more you know it's... Yeah.
2: It's always a cautionary tale of, <laughs> um, you know, and Richard, please don't take offense to this, but it's like, Hey, I like cooking. I could open a restaurant and I'm not assuming you meet it with that mentality, but it's usually those that sink versus swim, um, because they usually bite more often than they can chew. They don't consult with the right individuals to have a successful business. Um, so that's why I'd say start small, um, you know, food trucks, free trucks are a lot of work because you can only prep so much. Um, You know, you're doing prep, you know, daily. Not that you wouldn't be doing that in a tap room or restaurant setting, but I mean, you only have so much cold storage. You only have so much Mm -hmm. cooking space. Or, or
0: or if you wanted to prep outside of the truck, you have to get a a whole separate space. That's like certified. Yeah. And, and, you know, regularly maintained and regularly checked up on by the, Your marketing is going to be a perpetual challenge because
2: if, unless you have a fixed spot, you're going to have to be marketing with where you're going to be at trying to create a following for that. Um, Now that's not to say that you can't do it. I actually follow these guys on TikTok that have a hot dog food, food truck and they're in Chicago and all they do is just live stream them serving hot dogs or glizzies as some may call them. Um, And they have created a presence for themselves just because they're, fun and energetic people but at the end of the day it's just hot dogs so you have to you know you have to really be committed to it and have something unique about yourself that's going to stand out i would suggest not doing steaks burgers veggies have something unique uh that will help you stand out or what you know if you live in a small suburb of augusta do something that you can't normally find because that's where you're going to get people that come out of the woodworks and say oh you know I can get this
1: Mediterranean, whatever,
2: or something or along those lines.
1: Desserts. You could open it like a bake shop, and then something like you could ship to people. You know, pies or cookies, cupcakes, things like that.
0: Yeah, I like do think that, desserts. Yeah, I, I would agree with with uh, with both these guys. The I think the one of the big biggest things to look out for for yourself to determine whether you're, um, up for the task is to recognize that. Um, well, I mean, frankly, it's just, it's a business, right. And being a good cook does not a business make, um, the, the, you see these, I don't know, I don't know if you're on social media, but you see these like content creators that are working their tails off to get stuff out every day, every, you know, um, like in every medium to every platform. And in a lot of ways, I think that, that it's that sort of hunger mentality to no pun intended, but hunger mentality of like being out there, marketing yourself, running a business, like not creating too much overhead for yourself. That's the tricky stuff. And that's the stuff that, that's the stuff that, that, you know, really, really great chefs can have a failed business. Or a failed restaurant, rather, because the business element isn't is just not there. So that's you know uh, that's yeah. the big one to take away.
2: I Personal think. suggestion would uh, in ter- be in terms of starting small: is start a catering company and start by sampling out like small small markets of people going to um, wedding trade shows, for example, renting out a commissary kitchen, getting jobs that way. Um, and start, start doing events at a time rather than committing to a brick and mortar, which is, or a truck that's going to have, you know, a truck is, it's not just a restaurant. It's a vehicle as well. So you're going to have breakdowns. You have maintenance. Um, yeah, I mean, you can rent a commissary kitchen and have a catering company and still do weddings and graduate from there. It's kind of a way to test the waters without committing to a lease or committing to a big purchase of restaurant equipment.
1: That's a good point. Yeah, there um yeah, you know, there's that uh, joke that it probably has some truth to it, which is what's the fastest way to be a millionaire? Start as a billionaire and open a restaurant. So it's uh you know, I, I, like I don't think life. it's uh <laughs> I don't think it's uh as you've probably researched an easy easy thing. So
0: it's probably also I, I
1: didn't um Jake your your grandparents owned a restaurant right for a number yeah, of years yeah it
0: was it was a money pit I mean it it you know it had it was good it was a really good food the location wasn't great um and, and they put a lot of you know blood sweat and tears into it and they I I think they just ended up not making i mean they had it open for a really long time too so i and i don't actually know i i i've always been told that it was sort of a money pit but it couldn't have been as big of a money pit as it was sort of being told to me because it was open for so long but i i think it's just um
2: i mean they are what's- like they no no matter no matter how good or bad
0: a restaurant is is they they are always requiring maintenance well right they're always requiring maintenance like if you have a bad night you're throwing out fucking tons of food or like a you know um, an unexpected storm or i mean they were right off the highway if the highway was like a big accident on the highway like that would fuck with their business um which was on and- the
2: way to mount hood for our listeners that may know yeah. a little bit about it was on the way it was from between sandy and timberline
0: or uh, you know government yeah, camp government camp yeah so it was
2: right off a, it was literally right off of highway 26
0: and they had a lot of you know during like the ski season i think they they had a lot of people stopping in but like
2: was it a mexican restaurant yeah Where it was a spanish spanish mexican
0: okay um it was called los amigos um but yeah i mean i i think i i think it's yeah i think it's really tricky you know i mentioned i mentioned a um like content creators there's a lot of content creators out there that just cook in their kitchen and get like a camera set up um and they they do like (laughs) the content stuff as it relates to food there's this one I, i i wish i remembered the creator so i could give them a shout out but they basically hold dinner parties for their friends and they show off the cooking of the dinner party the sort of plating for the dinner party of their friends and it's just like a like I'm talking about um, like a pretentious event. Guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And and they just sort of like cheekily put on this like fancy dinner party and it looks great. Um and I'm sure they get a lot of traffic for having, you know, good food. Granted, you have to invest in things like camera equipment to make it look really sharp. Although phones really do that now. So so there there are other ways to achieve greatness in cooking, I think, is what generally what we're trying to get at um and then there's also like cooking for cooking's sake that doesn't have to be on display um that unfortunately i think I think,
2: I, I think the unfortunate part about it is is with the day and age we live in like when your grandparents owned their restaurant mm-hmm. their marketing was what tv commercials or mailers yeah and, and i don't signage. even I,
0: yeah and i have no idea what if any, they did. For right. That. And now I, I do feel like there's a certain amount of. I'm going to
2: use my ear fingers like culinary skills that are revolving around just marketable aspects. And it's somebody young that knows how to work a camera and can get on TikTok and make it look pretty. Right. There's nobody saying there's no actual confirmed evidence that their food is good because a lot right. of these people are c- cooking it for themselves. And like they take a bite and like, oh, this is the best thing. And you never see them swallow it. They could go off camera and spit it out and be like, and oh, go, yeah, oh that was Christ, garbage. why did I do
0: that? that's a really yeah. good that's a really <laughs> good point, Matthew. I like that.
2: That's, so I, I, I think it's an unfortunate aspect about it. You know, so I that's why I would say put get other people to spread the word about you. Right. Go out and actually cook something. Put it in their hands. Go to a wedding. Get somebody to rave about you and be like, oh, my niece is getting married next next summer. And they're looking for a caterer. Right. You just secured all your jobs for next year. And in the meantime, do something else.
1: Also, Get if you want TikTok. my harsh advice, I think there's too many restaurants. So mm. <laughs> hot take.
2: I mean, I, well, I think there should be fewer because in a town, <laughs> in a town of 6,000 people, you're probably not wrong. There's probably a, you know, there's probably not, there's either too many or not nearly enough options. And in a town of 6,000, you may not, have enough people to reach to to have your doors consistently or your tables consistently be full
1: but it sounds like they might be like in a touristy area so you could. although get what do I know in Ridgefield town, we have
2: we have like seven pizza restaurants now and they still somehow like somehow they keep in business so what do I know <laughs> all I know is love at 425 boom <laughs>
0: that's, a that's why arms. you tune in qualified Ugh. nonsense coming in hot but
1: uh best of luck in uh whatever you you decide
0: yeah richard good good luck to you or Send you could go samples. to culinary
1: school and like
0: work yeah. as a chef
1: in a restaurant somewhere rather than running. yeah frankly
0: own. you could do that i mean the pay isn't great generally and you <laughs> well, don't have to, get to be an executive and chef in like a top tier restaurant you get paid yeah, but, really well yeah but how many well you just said how <laughs> many restaurants are there too many yeah and the, to be i a distinctly top
2: remember the night that i said that i wasn't going to go to culinary school because i did promise my grandpa before he died that i would, that I would go and Jesus. we were and we were at fucking uh double dragon and sandy and there was a there's a one of the chefs came out i was like oh, know, he's talking to us excellence. yeah well he went to um western culinary institute he's like oh i just graduated and i like i got i landed here i was like oh my
0: god nope Nope. Well <laughs> it scared me away. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys seen The Bear? No, yeah. Me
2: too. And season two is about ugh, ready to come out.
0: Yeah, it got oh I listeners, it is so good. Stop what you're doing, go watch it. It's so great. And if you've ever turn worked this episode in the kitchen, off. if you've ever worked yeah, turn this episode off. If you've ever worked in the kitchen, there's there's some some fun attention to detail that's that's really enjoyable. And, um, and like if you're a TV film buff, the cinematography is fucking top notch. Like it, it, I, I cannot, I cannot rave about that show more. Loved it.
1: It does really nail like the kind of certain, um, element that the uh, restaurants attract, like as far as employment goes <laughs> yeah okay. yeah the best of the best well uh, yeah
2: <laughs> anyway <laughs> good luck to you richard and i want to know right right into us and let us know which route you go or how you're going to start your adventure because right now yeah, if your if your restaurant needs is your a, oyster
0: if your restaurant needs an advertisement uh, ad yeah. slot we've we we've we've they're they're filling up Oops, fast. There we go. The world is his oyster. Get it? Oh, got it. Now hit it. It's just really late. Yep. Wow. Well, but do you get wor- it? The Oyster.
1: Oysters are things you can eat in a restaurant. You can shoot them too. For <laughs>
0: uh, they're an aphrodisiac, right? Allegedly, so what restaurant so they is say. This?
1: <laughs>
0: So they say. Yeah.
1: Or so I've Alrighty, been told.
0: Richard. God, our transitions we're just, just, we're just are so drowning good. Out. Let's I know, move on. It just takes so long. Grinding <laughs> <another> question. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> our next question comes to us from Alyssa. Alyssa writes, hi, guys. I teach eighth grade math. <laughs> and we <laughs> will be getting my first true summer vacation since starting teaching a few years ago. My husband and I are financially stable enough to where I won't need a part-time summer job to make ends meet. He teaches as well. And we want to maximize the time off we have while also being able to recharge our batteries and avoid burnout going into the new school year. I should add that we have a seven-year-old son. I'd appreciate any advice or suggestions on how best to use my upcoming time off. Thank you.
0: Uh, Be with your son. Duh. All those pontoon boats are pretty pretty rad.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, but There's, you know what uh, b- boat stands for? Bust out another thousand. Am I right, Matt? You're a boat owner, yeah. you get that boat humor. Ours is brand new enough that we
2: haven't had to do that yet, but that's a okay. <laughs> that'll be I coming up. Another <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: um, Well, since since you have a 7-year-old, I imagine you already know this, but there are like if you, if you have like a local museum or zoo, uh, if you are able to, financially able to become a member and oftentimes in your general or actually in your state or in your general area, they oftentimes have like discounts to other places like museums or zoos or like that. No, but uh, yeah, again, you probably already know this, but yeah, getting discounts to other places like zoos and museums um i know we take advantage of that we did in new jersey and we do here in north carolina and um it's really great it gets you out to experience some fun local you know learning attractions that are fun for kids um i hear
2: disney's not really busy that time of year either take your kid (laughs) to disneyland on the summer break
1: (laughs) yeah that doesn't sound like hell
2: i don't know like pick where depending on where you live like take them out for picnics and like jake's at the zoo day hikes
1: um i don't know i'd say i mean if if you don't want to um you know if you want to recharge your batteries and send your kid maybe, elsewhere well i mean don't overload your schedule you know I I think trying to cram in too many activities or trips will just make you feel more stressed and uh, you know there's nothing wrong with a staycation or uh, day trips locally Um, or sitting on the couch and watching TV yeah yeah Um, I mean I know you said you wanted to maximize your time but if you're also trying to like de-stress from being around middle schoolers all year long and I think trying to gonna, you know, you're going to need longer than a summer, 10 pounds of shit in a five pound sack is not going to be oh, the Jesus way to do this. That. <laughs> no, that's, that's, and, that's the
2: analogy for during the school.
1: year. <laughs> yeah. Cram as <laughs> much as you <laughs> can out of their Fucking little eighth brains. grade math. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And, know, and maybe also take time away from your kid, you know, uh, Send so, them to summer school. Yeah. Or if there's a relative or something they can stay with, you know, maybe you and your husband can get out of town for a couple of nights.
2: Yeah. I mean, you're in a unique position where, you know, you and you and your partner have like three months off consecutively in a row. You don't have to like navigate scheduling a vacation. You just have all that time. So.
1: Also, if you have, Um, I will
2: say you're kind of dumbing down to the wire, aren't you? You better figure some shit out because
1: it's going to be summer in a couple (laughs) weeks. Yeah, school's going to be out soon. But uh, if you want to maximize your time, something else you can do is try to learn a new skill. Like if there's something you've always wanted to learn, um, you or always wanted to try, you know, you can certainly do that because. uh, Otherwise, you know, you might not get that time again. And if you do have some free time, it's a good time to learn something new.
2: Yeah, I've always envied teachers on the vacation part because you can go anywhere during the week. Like you could like, I mean, I kind of was in jest with saying Disney, but I mean, you could go to Disney during the weekdays. And I mean, yeah, it's summertime, but at the, you know, at the same time, not all of our parents are teachers with three months off in a row so don't go during the weekend go during the week
1: i do um you mentioned having a part-time job over summer and i do remember running into my teachers at like safeway in, in yeah. the summer and Oof. uh <laughs> yeah we like because we uh, pay
0: them all so well yeah for their hard work
1: <laughs> yeah the summer break isn't as glamorous as it sounds
0: no <laughs> I would imagine not. Yeah, Lisa, I, I hope you. I hope you get up to something fun. Oh, I, I remember what I was going to say. My seven-year-old um just relatively recently got very into Minecraft, and that's a good sort of um, game to play if you've got a console of some sort or a computer uh, of the Windows variety. The um, it's like a it's like a creative um building game with some various objectives along the way that's sort of um able to be like stress relieving and i've been playing with him uh with that and then also like setting him loose on it It keeps him occupied to sit on the deck so you know
1: yeah um do things around your house that you've been putting off that you know now you have time to work on a project i don't know the you don't always have to, you know, be going somewhere, unless that's that's your thing.
2: Yeah, that was never like I. Uh, I don't or like just get day saying, drunk oh, all day. This... Will... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been a fan of being like, oh, we have this time, we need to just like completely cram it with all these things. I've never been a fan of that because I think that's yeah. that's not a, that that's like the to me at least the complete opposite of recharging yourself. Sometimes I do just want to lay mm-hmm. on the deck and do nothing. I mean, it's like, I have or a backyard, like on, why do I never yeah. get to enjoy it? I'm going to stay home and feel the grass that I work so hard to grow. I get kind of, you know, or it least like, I'm going to lay on the sprinkler.
1: Yeah, especially on, on vacation when it's like, okay, uh, we have reservations to the museum at 11 and then we have uh, dinner at six and then we have to be here at, you know, and right. that really takes away from the enjoyment of a, a vacation, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. a pretty big
0: turnoff to me. Spend, spending <laughs> i think you should in the amount of time you have left before summer starts Alyssa, have a little family meeting and figure out how best to maximize whatever enjoyment you want or like eventy things you want to do but then but then also like make sure to have a healthy dose of like dial it back and chill out a little bit because you don't want to overwork yourself in the time that you're trying to yeah try to decompress but we wish you uh we wish you luck and uh send us some send us some ideas of what you're gonna get up to with your fam and some some pictures along the way. Yeah. Enjoy your three months off.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Matt, Matt seems pretty bent out of shape about <laughs> All that. these parasite teachers leeching
0: off the us I mean, taxpayers. Finally, some truth bombs. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. gentlemen.
2: Can't wait for you to show back up to work after three months and go on strike in another month.
1: Okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Qualified nonsense appreciates our teachers and values them.
2: Yeah, when they the work. Views, oh
0: the views God. of the host do not reflect <laughs> the other hosts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the other host. Matt. No. <laughs>
2: Oh, should right. well, they should uh, do year-round school? In my opinion, <laughs> shouldn't <need> even. <laughs> hey, to, <you> know. <laughs> I, my
0: my um the, the school district that we're in is switching to year-round. Uh, not really? this year, but the year nice. after. Yeah, and it's a it's it's there's a bunch of them around here. In fact,
2: actually, I think it's I I, I find I would find it to be more of a challenge because <laughs> they're like on for what one month and get two weeks off or something like that.
0: It's no, it's not that wild but it's and they still have like a small summer break it's just not three months
1: hmm. Hmm.
2: well interesting well, Make
0: school year round again <laughs> Ooh. Mm.
1: and let us know your thoughts uh listener uh, whether school should be year round or just nine months with that let's take a quick little break and we'll be right back with the lightning round
0: Thomas & Ford has some new arrivals to celebrate. Hundreds of them.
2: That's right, our new 89 Fords have arrived. And to celebrate, we're having an 89 introductory sale. If you want a great deal on a new 89 Ford, hurry now to the Northwest number one Ford dealer, Thomas & Ford. You can choose from Oregon's largest selection of
0: new Ford cars and trucks. We have hundreds available. Plus, we offer financing to anyone. Remember, if you don't come see me today, I can't save you any money
2: and we're back with the lightning round oh nice. this is the part of the episode where we spend uh one to two minutes on three questions asked to each of us, each of us oftentimes more but we'll go ahead and start with with jake
1: hmm.
2: uh hey jake hmm. what's humanity's worst quality
0: oh gosh <laughs> starting starting with the light fluffy ones um humanity's worst quality. I it's gotta be something to do with the, the, the competitive, I I think it's, uh, I think it's the competitive nature of humanity of like me first. Um, I I think it's naturally derived. I don't know why, Um, but it's, it results in just like heinous acts and, I mean, yeah, like I like it's funny because I see it in my kids right now, what that that they so desperately want to be first in whatever stupid race that they create for themselves. And it means so much to them. And and like and like humans don't grow out of that. And and I think like the internet has just made it worse. So the the me first mentality, because That does not make for a healthy, sound, smart, functional society. Fair.
2: Fair, fair. Brandon, what say you? What's humanity's worst quality?
1: I would say, uh, for kind of similar reasons to what Jake just said, I would say greed is humanity's worst quality need needing to accumulate as much wealth enough as much power as much of whatever uh, anything as much real estate enough you know resources as possible i think is um humanities it's basically leading to our downfall greed needing to have so much stuff
2: Fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to piggyback kind of like kind of on that and say vanity. Just, uh, I don't know, the the need to be perfect and have all the things. And, um, you know, obviously, if it makes you happy, I think you you should have it. And if it's a goal of yours, you should sh- certainly achieve it. But um, I do think there's more times often than not where it's just a just a, a vain aspect
0: that people are in so yeah to like to like get stuff or to be a certain way or
2: yeah the i mean the need to be flashy the need to have sure yeah i don't know yeah. like you could just have a pair of sunglasses you don't need louis vuitton sunglasses you know oh like...
0: i see what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah, i don't know just the the flash
0: but maybe that's just me you're you're still upset about the size of your boat aren't you
2: yeah <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. I mean, that but that's a, a, that's a you know that's a thing. That's like it, it's it was uh you know it was a working goal and worked hard to achieve it. And it's not it's not for the sake of anybody else except ours. Is that it's what we wanted, right? We're not.
0: No, I was talking about in comparison to the other big boats in the in the uh, in the wharf or whatever it is. But I, I no, I was I was kidding. I I, I see what you're saying. And I I think that I think no, all of ours tie in really nicely together.
2: Yeah absolutely
0: all right start a uh, would you, how about
2: a how about a <laughs> would you rather huh i said we should start a podcast <laughs> all right hey let's go with brandon this time hey brandon would you rather lose your sight or your memories
1: uh memories i think it'd be Fair. tough being blind i think that'd be I, uh, you wouldn't be able to read you wouldn't be well i mean th- blind people can read yes i i know like so but it's harder you wouldn't be able to watch movies see sunsets or i don't know derive any sort of visual pleasure and uh <laughs> although well they, that, i mean make that, that makes me sound read, callous though. i guess like yeah screw everything that i <laughs>
0: yeah but then you know point, sometimes like wipe it i <laughs> mean late.
1: sometimes though like your memory is like a big bully and like hey remember when you did this really embarrassing thing or this thing you're ashamed of oh i know my memory is <laughs> an asshole
0: just a real yeah. fucking crap. and
2: that's not like to say lose your memories that's not to say like you have dementia or alzheimer's it's just like you don't have any memories
0: uh i don't know Ooh. You for for whatever reason, you specifying like more specifically what that means seemed to have brought it closer to home. I think I, I, well, no, Matt, you were going to go. You go.
2: I, I still would say, uh, I would rather lose memories. I, I <laughs> agree with Brandon that, uh, and this is no offense if we have any blind listeners, but having, like, having to think about always having my eyes closed and trying to navigate life, uh, seems incredibly challenging which i know it would be but if i you know if you're
0: giving the option i do not want to lose my sight <laughs> yeah I, I honestly i'm gonna be i'm gonna go sentimental with this one uh, I'd, I'd keep my memories even though they're they're like by and large let's be honest like they're they are not friendly um the the things get brought up by my brain uh aren't Aren't particularly fun, but the but I would just be um yeah no I think I'd I'd lose my sight and I'd figure it out and have a bad time. But the nice thing about this
1: losing my mind. This is the the,
2: that is the the least hardcore version (laughs) of that song that has ever been sung. Um, Jay, get, Jay, get your ukulele out. Let's let's yeah, right. it up. But let's let's make it <laughs> yeah. harder.
1: Cut
0: my oh, yeah. life into pieces. <laughs> Wait, who is who?
2: Lincoln Park. Uh, no, isn't it Papa? Roach? Or is that Papa Roach? Papa Roach.
0: Oh no, it's Papa Roach. Yeah, yeah. Bless it. Cut um, my right.
1: life into pieces. <laughs>
0: I like I like that especially be-
1: no breathe.
0: I like that especially because that's, that's not really Brandon's uh, genre of music. So so him like him like uh, <laughs> like riffing on it is is like all. The I more guarantee satisfying. if Dolly Parton
2: did a cover of it, he'd be all about it.
0: That'd be pretty cool. Be like yo, did you, did you hear her new drop her new sing- single? Holy shit! <laughs> she is doing it. <laughs> she did a rock slaps. album.
2: She yeah. did a rock album of covers. That me and Brandon it's like me. previously
1: talked about that I apparently forgot we talked about, but it's an entire album. Yeah. So Matt's already losing his memories. So,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, <for> <laughs> better not choose the sight thing because
1: <laughs> Mark getting my wish. All
2: right, let's end this one on a uh, on a upswing since we typically do this on a downswing. Hey, Jake, what uh, what makes you hopeful?
0: What makes me hopeful? Um, my, this is going to be cheesy. My partner and my kids make me hopeful because as I was mentioning before, my brain's a bit of a bully and, uh, um, I don't find a great deal of self-satisfaction, but, but my, my wonderful forever girlfriend just graduated from UNC, um, with a master's in social work. And she got a job. I will thank the the onset uh, crowd. Better. There you go. That's, there go. Okay. That's yeah. a standing o right there. Um, and she's and she got a job, and she's she's going to be helping people. Um, and my kids are are love buckets, and they're you know they they are um they are excited about life in a way that I just hope to God it continues and. You know, that makes me hopeful. Aww. Aww. What about you guys? What about you, Brandon? What makes you hopeful?
1: Um. Well, I know you're gonna.
2: Nothing. Nothing makes Brandon hopeful. Well, no, no.
1: (laughs) This is going to be, uh, make you upset. But is this hopeful about the future or? Just hopeful in general.
0: Oh, I can't believe it.
1: I guess I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll interpret <laughs> it. That Space is
0: so frustrated right now.
1: <laughs> here's how I interpreted it: hopeful about the future. So what makes me hopeful about the future is, uh, uh children, um, uh, today's youth, like they seem a lot more Creeper. concerned about <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the kids. teens. Um, uh, no, oh. <laughs> uh, um no like they, they seem a lot more like um socially and politically engaged and like they could care about the environment and they're more inclusive and things like that it makes me think that like you know a lot of the things that are going on now are gonna die off at some point and hopefully things will be better
0: but the kids are all right yeah, like Gen future. Z out there. Yeah, Gen Z is. are the kids. The Zoomers are happening now.
2: Hmm.
0: I think. Are our kids Zoomers? I don't know. I don't know either, I don't know. to be honest. Hmm. Oh, God, are we out of touch? <laughs> well, we're
1: millennials. Oh no. And then uh...
2: I am about ready to uh, wake up my
1: kids to have them reset my phone because I don't know how to do it. Nice. <laughs>
2: Connect Zoomers
1: uh, Generation Between 1997
0: and 2012 Oh Nope Yeah so our kids are after that What's after Z? Oh my god Omega, Omega. They're omegas?
1: <laughs> I don't know <laughs>
0: Like I think they'd the bowl, be alphas or... again
1: what is after Gen Z? Generation Alpha. <gasps> see we we've,
0: we've got a bunch of alphas.
1: I guess I was close.
0: Hmm. Uh Matt, what what what's your answer to this hopeful question? Um
2: I perhaps it's the fact that like I've chosen to see these things lately versus they've been happening and I've just elected to not see them, but, um, seeing little bits and pieces of humanity kind of restored in person is always nice. Like, uh, for example, I was at a, um, I was at a stoplight and I was like the third aisle in and I couldn't do anything about it, but there was, uh, this person crossing the crosswalk in a walk and a walker and they fell and like three people got out of their cars and, and helped them up. And it was one of those like, it obviously wasn't because they were blocking the lane and they just needed them to move, but they just got up and they helped them out. (laughs) You know, it wasn't, it wasn't the fact that like, Oh no, we got to keep traffic moving. It was like, there were people concerned, genuinely concerned Um, about someone else. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's, it's little things like that, that um, I would say little pieces of goodwill that's done to restore faith in humanity. It's not quite there yet, but I, I think it, you know, choosing to see some of those good, Some of that good is
1: makes me hopeful.
0: Nice. I like that. And what a good note to end on.
1: Yes, a very positive, uplifting one. Not like, what do you want your epitaph to say or whatever? Like, it's. (laughs) (laughs) I'll
2: just wait till next episode.
1: Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) What have we done? How would you sign off on your suicide note? Like, uh. (laughs) Anyway, thank you all for listening. Special thanks to Richard. And I was going to leave it alone,
2: but you had to take it there.
1: For this week's questions, send your advice questions to qualifiednonsense at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials found in the episode description. Don't forget to rate, review, share, like, and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. We'll see you back here next Wednesday for another brand new episode of Qualified Nonsense.
0: And keep those questions coming. Send them in. Come on. Yeah, send it.
1: Or if you have ads, that you, or something you want advertised, We're send such it our good way.
0: Ad readers, our our, our <laughs> copy voices are so so good.